and welcome back to Talking Lead, episode 114. I'm your host, Left Hand. So I hope you guys enjoyed last week's show. Uh, we had Paul and Jared Markle on, student of the gun. And uh, Paul talked about his new book, Faith and the Patriot. And one of our lucky lead heads, we'll find out later in the show, who won an autographed copy. Also, if you guys didn't know, I was on God and Gun podcast, episode 119 with Troy and Doug. So when you get an opportunity, go check that out. All right. So before I get into what uh, went on this week in guns, I want to introduce my guest this week. And it is Mike Centola with All Star Tactical and his new show, Crash and Burn. Mike, welcome in. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad to be here. You started a new show. It's called Crash and Burn. Uh, I've, I've watched a couple of those episodes. You've only got, what, a handful that you've done so far? Yeah, I think we're coming up on our 11th show tomorrow. Okay, and it's a, it's a Google Live Hangout, right? Yep, yeah, we do Google Hangouts, but we really we do the show live, um, and we're working on pushing it out to like Spreaker and iTunes eventually. Okay, very good. And we'll get into that. We'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. Now, for you guys who don't know Mike, uh, Mike is out of one of the toughest gun law states. He's up in New York. And are you in, in Webster or Rochester? Uh, Webster's a suburb of Rochester. Thing. I, I, we're like five, five, ten minutes outside of Rochester. I got you. And you're one of the few gun manufacturers in that area, right? Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Certainly not right in our area. And we are one of few um, that manufacture NFA uh, for law enforcement and for selling outside of the state. We've got Mike up there fighting a good fight for us and uh, keeping it alive. So let's talk a little bit about what I did uh, this week in guns, and then we'll get into to Mike and see what he did. Uh, we are still continuing the stand for our military at our local armed forces recruiting centers. It seems to be that we're making some headway. There's been a lot in the news lately. The, a lot of the candidates that are running for president, it's kind of one of their issues and topics that they've been talking about. And uh, the, there's been several guards that have gone ahead and um, given permission for the guards to carry uh, on their bases. Now, I made a mistake, and I thought Tennessee I had actually uh, invoked that law, but they haven't, and it's still in the Senate. I guess they're still having hearings on it, but I think that's probably going to get solidified any day now. How is it there in, in New York, Mike? Do you have people standing for the military there in New York? I haven't seen any, and to be honest, I think people are more nervous than anything to even bring their firearms out. Being in New York? Yeah, I think uh, you can just tell by the statistics that uh, the overwhelming fact that people didn't register their firearms and, uh, you know, which is a great thing. I think that's the only way we're going to fight this. But uh, I'm sure people are nervous to go out even with their firearms. Uh, but, we, you know, I haven't seen anybody. Um, that's not to say it's not being done. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. If people want to show their support for our military, you know, of course, this all started with the shooting down in, in Chattanooga where uh, there was four Marines and one Navy sailor that were killed by, well, I'm sorry, they were murdered by this terrorist. And uh, since then, all over the nation, people have come together in support of our, our military uh, and defending them when our own country won't allow them to uh, defend themselves. Now, it's not that we're saying that they can't or are incapable of defending themselves. It's just that they're not 
legally they're not able to be armed while they're on U.S. soil, which is ridiculous. So that's what this whole stand is about. And, uh, you know, I think we're making some headway. We're obviously getting exposure and press and, and making it known to people around the, the United States and the world. Okay. No, I, I agree agree completely with what's going on. Um, I think that it's a step in the right direction. I worry a little bit about the uh, types of people you're going to see coming out to these. Um, but again, I worry about the same type of people when I show up at my local range. Well, and so, that goes, that you know, all that, that's the responsibility of the people that are having these, uh, whether they're organized or not. Now, the one here is organized. And from day one, it's been, you know, there's been rules laid down that if people want to stand and be a part of this group, then there's certain, there's certain rules and, and guidelines that they have to follow. Okay. And, and one of those being, you know, you have to legally be able to carry a firearm. Right. Uh, the second one is you actually have to be trained. If you're not trained, haven't been trained with the use of your firearm and a concealed carry class does not count. You, know, you hmm. have to have some sort of, you know, formal training from a, you know, a school like ICE training or, you know, military type training, something like that. Uh, but people can still help out. You don't have to have a gun to stand and and stand up for these these guys and, and girls. You can call your senator. You can call your representatives and let them know that you're in support of the military being armed on American soil. Uh, there's lots of things that you can do other than just standing uh, guard for our military men and women. So, and that being the strongest thing that you can do, and everybody needs to do that, and everybody can do that. You can email them, you can call them, you can write a letter the old-fashioned way if you want to. So I highly encourage all the leadheads, and I know you guys are doing it, uh, but you know, do it multiple times. The stronger and and more persistent we are with this, uh, the quicker we're going to be able to get this law changed. Definitely. So I'm off my soapbox on that. <laughs> uh, Mike, what did you do this week with firearms? I'm sure you did a lot being uh, that's your, your business. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, I was out at the range filming for just some videos for Crash and Burn. We shot up a bunch of knives and we shot some plates from Armorware, which was pretty cool. Um, no, wait a minute. You shot knives? Yeah. We, not we shot them out of the gun, but we shot them <laughs> with bullets. <laughs> Right. I mean, you shot them with, but either way, why would you shoot a knife just to test it, its durability? Pretty much. Yeah. And the two because knives, it's just something fun to do. Both, <laughs> uh, both knives we tested took nine millimeter and 10 millimeter without a problem. And then I just so happened to bring my desert Eagle. So we shot it with 50 AE and it split both knives in half. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, can you say? What knives you were testing? Uh, yeah. Uh, one was X eight tactical and one was a DMO knife. Okay. What kind of steel were these? Uh, I think they're both high carbon, both 1095. 1095. So they, they take a nine, but they wouldn't take a 50. Yeah, they took nine, 10, and uh, the, the 50 has definitely got a lot of energy. Um, so I think it, not only from the bullet energy, but we hung it in front of a steel plate. So it's possible that it was reverberating off the plate, you know, causing some stress cracks and everything as well. Right. How many shots did it take? Uh, with the fifty, one, just one shot. Now, did you have it actually uh, up against the the steel plate, or did you have it just dangling kind of in front? I had it dangling in front of the steel plate, uh, laid out. So we were trying to split the bullets. 
Oh, okay. I got you. And were you successful on sp- splitting any of the nines or the, the ten? Um, it looked like we hit the blade with a nine straight on. Obviously, I didn't have a high-speed camera to see if it actually split it, but um, we put a nice divot right on the blade edge. Um, okay. So one of my guys who was out there with me uh, must have hit it. It definitely wasn't me. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> any given Sunday, you never know, right? Right. So this is going to be on your YouTube channel, this video? Yep, I just got to finish editing the stuff together. People have been bugging me about when it's going up. So maybe tomorrow during the day I'll edit it or sometime this weekend. Okay, well, very cool, man. That'll be that'll be awesome. Did you do anything else? Yeah, we built a AR-10 SBR and tested it out. Looks like it's having some headspace issues, so we need to make a couple changes to it. So we got to fix that and... Uh, that's about it. Kind of laid low. Just been working on some of our new products, uh, the design-wise. So more the less fun side, I suppose. But I but I enjoy designing new parts uh, in CAD and everything. So I've uh, been working on that um, and getting ready for the weekend. Um, heading out to Ohio for Polypalooza for uh, Paul Gomez. Right, Paul Gomez. That's right. So that is coming up this weekend. Is that right? That is. Yep. Okay. Where do they hold that? Uh, it's at a private range just outside of Cleveland. Okay, I was invited to it last year and wasn't able to go. Oh, okay, cool. So you'll have to let me know how that goes. What so is that? Is that just a bunch of people in the industry that get together and and go up there? Um, it's kind of like those conferences. Uh, there's like uh, fifteen or so trainers that do like two hour blocks, and you pay to go to for the weekend, and you you get all kinds of bunch of training from all different kinds of people, um, all you know wrapped into one weekend. Right kind of like circle the wagons that I went to in Colorado. Yeah, it's very similar to that or the Range Master Conference or Northeast Shooters. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that'll be a good time, man. That'll be fun. Yeah, it should be. So are you looking forward to SHOT Show this year? I am. I am. We, uh, we're we going to do another party. Uh, no booth this year. Um, I don't feel the need to get a booth, but we're going to, we'll be out there, uh, myself, Erica, and Mr. Andy from Crash and Burn and uh, this year we may focus a little on doing some of that. Um, you know, I, I always go out to make contacts and hang out with people and I've met so many good people from Instagram and social media that we just go out and have a good time. And that's kind of why we throw that party. Yeah. Well, it was a good one last year. I enjoyed it. The one with fight soap. Yep. Yeah. Bond pulled out this year. So, uh, it, uh, right now it's myself. Um, but the James from 1776 is come on mike from keybar has come on glade from hellbent has come on so i think between us it's going to be a pretty awesome party you know i was actually going to talk to you and zeke um about getting involved um i think it would be all around a good time yeah absolutely man so so shot show is going to be awesome this year i'm really looking forward to it uh, i think we're probably going to see some some new stuff i think everybody was kind of disappointed last year that we weren't seeing a lot of really innovative products I think this year we're probably going to see a few more anyway. People are probably going to be uh, trying to uh, redeem themselves, I guess, from last year and bringing some more new innovative products uh, to market. I think we're going to see at least, you know, four or five new things that, you know, we're just going to be kind of like, oh, you know, that's cool kind of thing. Where last yeah. year, last year wasn't so much that, you know, it was just more everybody was just kind of just riding the waves of past shot shows, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I I um I hope we do see some truly innovative stuff this year. I think I'm I'm actually disappointed when people just sort of 
re-release or oh, well, bring, I say, bring out a new color. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the part of the reason I don't think we're seeing innovation is because they make it so hard to get into Shot Show and they make it so hard, so expensive to be there. Whereas, you know, companies like mine are, it's almost fiscally irresponsible to get a booth there at the cost it is. And it's like a good old boys club to get in there. So the true innovation you see in like, you see at the parties and you see in the back rooms and you see over beers. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, that's kind of what it's, it's turned out to be. I think people like you have, have seen that and have capitalized on that where, you know, we're talking about parties having the parties after parties, that's really where the, you know, the real networking and, you know, the, the true ideas come out there. Yeah, I totally agree. People seem to be a little more closed, uh, I guess, closed mouth in the actual floor on the floor when you're at the show. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our Jack wagons this week and Arlie Army, bring us in. Hey, Ralph, simplified, do or die, hold them high at eighth and nine. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. I'll go ahead and, and let you start with your jack wagon. This is one that until we were talking, I didn't really know anything about it, but this guy definitely deserves to be on the, the jack wagon train. So tell us about him, Mike. Yeah. So this, this sort of spread around the internet maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and it keeps coming back to bite me. And I think it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, I, I give him an A for innovation and, and effort, but it's, it's a sort of a music. Execution is lacking, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so for, for all you out li- listening there, this, this dude sets up fireworks on his uh, targets and points them at himself um, and tries to dodge the little rockets while shooting at his targets. Yeah. So he's like, he's like on this range. I guess it's a home range or something like that. And uh, he's got those little bottle rockets, the ones that just make the little whistling noises. Yeah. And I don't know how many he's got. I mean, he's probably shot about 40 or 50. Yeah, it looks like one of those, like, repeaters with a bunch of rockets in them or something. (laughs) Yeah, so he's he's standing there in front, and they get lit, and they start coming at him, and then he draws, and then he's shooting at his targets. So what he's trying to do is he's he's trying to – to create the stress level, I guess, of, of being shot at. And uh, it turned out to be more than he anticipated, obviously. And <laughs> yep. he, he took tail and ducked behind uh, one of his barriers. Uh, that's funny. So where can people go see that video? Um, I've seen it pop up on like Instagram and I'm, I wish you've got, a, you've got it posted on your Instagram account, don't you? Uh, I don't know if I posted it. That's on my friends from uh, 2A Gunsmithing. If you find his, he reposted it, but it looked like he reposted it from Keybar. Um, so I, I think Mike posted it a while ago. Okay, so go to Keybar's Instagram, and uh, you guys can watch the video there. It's pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> All right, so my jack wagons, uh, it's plural. Uh, it goes out to a whole uh, culture of people, I guess we'll call them. But it's, I don't know if it's every, every person from this country, but, um, uh, but it is over in Saudi Arabia and they have these celebrations where it's a wedding or whatever it may be. And you guys have probably seen them, but they've got these long muzzle loader guns are probably like, what would you say? Like five, six feet long. Yeah, they're pretty long. 
big, big long guns, uh, and they're muzzle loaders. But what they do is they'll jump up in the air with the gun and the muzzle pointed at the ground, and then they will fire the rifle. <laughs> and it looks like and there's pictures of it. If you go to, um, what is the name of it? The firearmsblog.com. And I guess if you just, if you, if you search Saudis dancing with guns, there's pictures of them. Uh, but it looks like they're riding the guns. <laughs> it's hilarious. So this one guy in this picture, he's jumping up and he's got his dress whites on or whatever and his, his red towel on his head and he's jumping up and he's got his feet on the barrel and then you just see the muzzle blaster and it looks like a rocket taking off. There's other pictures. There's one guy doing a double gun. <laughs> he's got one in each hand and it just, it looks like they're blasted off to Mars. But I can only imagine that five out of ten of these people lose a toe or a foot or something doing this. <laughs> really? It can't be safe. And I don't even think it has a name. They just call it the gun dance or something like that. I don't know. But it's, uh, Reuters released, uh, the photos. The traditional Saudi dance that involves, of all things, participants jumping up in the air and firing their uh, Gisales. That's the name of the gun, Gisale, J-E-Z-A-I-L-S, at the ground. This is something that is probably better seen than described. And it is. I mean, you actually got you got to go see this. It's hard for me to describe it, but it's, it's hilarious. But at the same time, I guarantee you uh, a lot of these people end up in the hospital <laughs> with with prosthetic feet or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, welcome to the Jack wagon train. Saudi dances with guns. All right. So let's get into learning more about our guest. Uh, and Mike, I think this is the first time you've actually been on the show. We've done a video with you in the past. Yeah, we did a video and didn't we do some recording at uh, rock castle last year? Yes, we did. We did a little bit uh, at rock castle. Are you going to that this year, by the way? You know, I don't know. Um, I was debating on driving down for a day, but I'm not. I'm not actually there in any capacity this year. I kind of been doing the every other year thing. I got you. Now that's for the Brownells three gun, right? Yep. Okay, because they also had a bullpup sh- uh, a bullpup convention there also. Yeah, um, I heard about that. I, uh, Mr. Andy from the show was talking about it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't know if they're doing that again this year, but I plan on going up to the three gun because, uh, as our listeners know, Talking Lead is sponsoring Casey Griggs, uh, who's a three gunner in conjunction with Troy Industries. So we've got our guy going up there and I think we've got him a slot, but either way, I'm going to go up there just to, to check it out and, and talk to the three gunners that are up there. Very cool. So that'll be a good time. If you go, let me know, man. We'll we'll hook up. I will, yeah. If I do end up down there, we'll have to grab a drink or something because it's pretty close to you, right? Yeah, it's only like an uh, hour and a half from here, oh, two cool. hours maybe at most. I mean, if you need a place to stay, you can stay at my house, dude. I appreciate it. But, yeah, so we got that coming up at the end of the month. And then also uh, I dropped the announcement that we are sponsoring Jared Little Fedor Markle, MMA fighter, uh, along with some other – Big names like Tactical Response, SOE, uh, several other people are sponsoring him. So he's got the gun community behind him in the uh, MMA circles. And his fight, his first fight is going to be August the 22nd 
down there in Louisiana, and I've made posts on our Facebook page. So if you guys want to get tickets to that, if we've got some local leadheads down there that like to drop in and give Little Fedor some support, it would be awesome. I know he will appreciate it. If it weren't for the three-gunner competition, I would be down there doing that. But he's got one coming up in Atlanta sometime soon, too, that we're going to be going to as well. How do you feel about MMA? Uh, I've never really got into it. That Ronda Rousey chick, though, would make me want to get into MMA. <laughs> she, I think she makes a lot of people want to get out of it after, after the fighter. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I heard she's getting ready to go into the, what's the wrestling? The one that oh, like WWE or something? Yeah, I think WWE just bought her away from the MMA. From, oh, wow. Um, from Dana White. Wow, maybe they got more money. Uh, they've got tons more money. Yeah, uh, I guarantee it. But that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, she's supposedly going to the. It's not WWF. That shows my age, man. I mean, that, that's what it was when I was watching. It was yeah. WWF. All right, so um, let's talk about Mike Centola. You're you're kind of new to the show. Uh, we did talk a little bit. Uh, we had you on the show a little bit uh, during that three gun uh, last year. But I don't think we asked you the, uh, the the questions, did we? The the guest questions that we ask all our guests, first time guests. No, I don't think so. Okay, let's do that. Let's start off with that. So, tell us how you originally got involved with firearms. Uh, probably about ooh, a while ago. Um, right before I started All Star Tactical, uh, I kind of got into guns and never grew up with them. Um, had some friends that took me out shooting, um, and I liked it. So as soon as I got into it as a hobby, um, much like how my other businesses were started, uh, I wanted to be all involved into it. So, um, like I said, I started off just shooting, you know, shotguns and uh, plinking with a Caltech Sub 2000 um, and kind of grew into ARs and grew from there. Which just happens to be my favorite gun, the Caltech Sub 2000. Yeah, I like that too. I love that sucker. I'm supposed to be getting one of their new ones here any day now. Yep, yeah, I, I got one of the uh, one of the 308s. Yeah, the RFB that we're doing uh, video on, um, and then we'll trade that back to them for something else. So I'd love to see the new Sub 2K also. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get in. I got to shoot it at Shot Show, and uh, I could tell a distinct difference just the way it shot and felt, and obviously the look. You know, they redesigned the whole look on it, so that's going to be exciting. When I get that in, but yes, the, um, the RDB, the RFB, uh, definitely want to, uh, to get those also. The, the, is the RDB the 308 or is RFB the 308? I can't, I get them f***ed up. RFB is the 308. The RDB, I think is the 223. Okay. That's the new, the new 556 that they've got out. Definitely want to get one of those too. Yep. But, um, so you were not too young when you started with your first experience with firearms and how, how old would you say you were? Let's see. It would have been back in 2006, 2005 ish. Okay. So, um, so less than 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then have you always been in the New York area? Yeah, I grew up, in, I grew up around here in Rochester, uh, went to college in Albany and, uh, came back. And what was the very first gun that you shot? Very first gun that I shot. Uh, oh, you know what? When I was working for IBM, uh, I was on a project in Augusta, Georgia. And down the street from 
the hotel I was staying at was a range that you could rent firearms. So the very first gun I rented was a fully automatic 9mm AR. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> that was probably... Um, I know that's enough to get you hooked right there, isn't it? And I think that's what really got me thinking. And like, I'm I, within a week's time, I must have spent eight hundred dollars on ammo, uh, going back there literally every night just because I couldn't get enough of it. No doubt, it's addicting. Definitely. What was what would be what was the first firearm you owned? Uh, first one I owned myself was probably Mossberg five hundred pump, and I still have it to this day. Very cool. Did you buy that primarily for home defense? Yeah, I think I bought that in the sub-2000 were my first two guns I bought at a local gun gun show. Do you still have your sub? No, I sold it. Uh, sold it at a gun show. I liked it, but I just wasn't shooting it as much. Uh, now that they came out with a new, um, I might consider buying another one because they're, they're cool. Be be a good thing for my boys to shoot when they graduate up from, like, from 22 or something. Uh, right oh, now, yeah. I'd they're just starting to get curious to shoot a BB gun and stuff, so they'll get there. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, you mentioned IBM, so you got a technical background? Yeah, actually, I have a degree in electrical engineering and a degree in computer systems engineering, um, and then I got my master's in information technology. And then about a year and a half ago, I went back to the community college and got a degree in precision machining. Very cool. Now, how long have you been doing? The All-Star Tactical. Uh, All-Star Tactical was started in December 2008. Okay. Um, so we, a couple of years after you got your your taste of... Your yeah, we time. basically started out uh, earlier that year. That that summer, a local friend of mine and I launched uh, NewYorkFirearms.com, NYFirearms.com. And um, as that grew, I wanted to get into the firearms business. So my former partner and I started All-Star Tactical just to do like transfers and little retail stuff. And when it grew into manufacturing, I bought him out. And uh, that's kind of where we've grown since. When it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to, whether it be a movie, a book, a song? Uh, magazine that's firearms related. What's what's kind of like your feel good go to? Um, I like huge stickler for like revenge action movies, like <laughs> like or, Kill Bill. Not not that's that's pretty dark, but like like Arnold Schwarzenegger revenge, like Commando. I got you. Okay, you know I mean where like something not so bad happens, not enough to make you feel like crap too early on but like something's like oh my god they took my dog or they took my kid and they kidnapped him but they didn't do anything really bad to them or but they're holding this building hostage right right and, and like but i gotta go to this vault where i have seventeen thousand guns in you know in this cabin in the woods and i'm gonna kick ass or something cool i, I like movies you know that are that are essentially feel good happy ending but tons of just destructive action like expendables Right, yeah. I have to say that as stupid as they are, I do I do find them entertaining. The yes. Expendable movies, yeah. Um, I just I just like it because they're getting all the geriatric um, action <laughs> heroes together yes. for like one last hoorah, you know. Pretty much. <laughs> now I just watched a, a movie recently that had Sean Penn in it. 
So the movie's called The Gunman. Hmm. Basically what it is is he's like on this mercenary assassination team and he's the shooter that takes out this dude so he has to go in hiding and uh like years later and i don't want to give the whole thing away but like years later there's people coming after him to try to kill him um that are tied to the company that originally hired him so no i don't want to give it away but i'm not a big sean penn fan at all but i actually enjoyed that movie it's a really good movie i'll have to look it up i don't think i ever saw it yeah, it's 2015. It's new. It just came out. It's called The Gunman. Okay. With Sean Penn. But uh, so you never did say what your favorite movie. What would what would be your favorite movie? Favorite Fire movie. Firearms related. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you're talking about Arnold movies. You're talking about the Expendable movies. Uh, Probably Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just one. yeah, that's just overall good. Everything about it's good. You need to watch our uh, video, our tribute to uh, Hickok 45 that we did. We did a spoof from the shooter movie. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous, but uh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to you know the got to have, want to have firearm or maybe piece of kit on your, what's on your bucket list? Bucket list. Um, let's see. Well, a price, lot of this price be damned, law be damned. If you could, you know, if you could have it, what would it be? Uh, price aside, probably one of them, uh, like a minigun. Okay. Yeah. That was um, that was my top choice. Yeah. Yeah, the M134. Uh, I, you know, or something like it. I haven't even shot one, so I'd like to shoot one. I don't know. I don't think I could afford to keep it fed, anyways. But uh, <laughs> well, again. Yeah, I said price be damned, you know. So. Yeah, price be damned. A little more realistic, uh, something I think I would like to own, uh, probably like a like a Barrett, the uh, semi-automatic 50 cal. Um, yeah. I would like to own one of those. The rest of the stuff, uh, I kind of just make. You know, I, I ended up making full auto Glocks, got full auto ARs. I've got a Chris submachine gun. Um, I'd like to add an HK. Um, a lot, some of that's a little more attainable now that we have the license and we're we're doing a lot more work with law enforcement. Yeah, so let's that's a good segue. Let's talk about your company All-Star Tactical. Now you started sure. it like you said 2008. So yep. you've got a, you've got about was that 7 years uh under yeah. your belt coming up on 7. Years. Okay. Tell tell our listeners what All-Star Tactical is all about. Uh as of right now, All-Star Tactical is a manufacturer of complete firearms and parts, specifically right now geared towards the AR-15 platform. Um, we have AR-10 stuff as well, and we've also recently added uh, Remington 700 uh, complete custom builds and parts to what we offer. For the longest time, we wanted to be your run-of-the-mill, come out with all kinds of you know complete guns, you know, be on the shelves everywhere. And we made it through the ups and downs that happened through Newtown and all that. Uh, but now I think we've, we're sort of refocusing the company. Um, I've brought on two really good guys. One is a, uh, you know, classically trained gunsmith. Um, one's a local firefighter. And we're sort of repushing, repurposing the company into a. Now, wait a minute. Now, you bring, you bring on a fireman. So is he going <laughs> to be a lot more volatile in your shop now? Is it? 
Uh, maybe. He, uh, fire risk? He's getting into explosives? Is this what we're leading into? No, no, but that would be cool. Uh, but if I ever do start a fire, he's there to put it out. But he's pretty good at sort of guiding, and he's, he's going to take care of the day-to-day kind of stuff. Just his schedule works great for it. Uh, but we're really going towards that unique now. Put up a lot of pictures of, like, Cerakoted, like, crazy colors and, you know, multi-cams and uh, skulls. So we really want to build a gun specific to what somebody wants. We just finished up a full custom build for uh, Mike from Keybar. And we're working on uh, a bunch of custom builds for the guys from 1776 United. Um, and really, I guess that's where I, I want to see us is we want to be the go-to guys when somebody like a celebrity or somebody big in the industry wants a fully complete rifle. Uh, we want to be the go-to guys. Um, in addition to that, we keep innovating with some of our products that we work on. Um, we have small stuff we come out with, um, little components that are good add-ons. And uh, we have some big stuff that we're working on as well. Is there anything you can talk about? Yeah. Uh, we will. We just released our carbine um, heavy buffer system. And uh, that's literally been in testing for over five years. Um, it was one of the very first products I designed. Um, we had some samples made and I just let it go from there. I never went through with it. So we had about five or six units out in testing. Uh, some I think one went to somebody in the military, one was in law enforcement for a while, and then the rest were just around our shop. Um, I recently revisited the product uh, and decided, let's do it. We gave the last one we had at the shop to our local SWAT team and said, run the hell out of this. We know it works. It's been in testing. We want to see if you guys like it. Um, They love it so far. And uh, so we're in process of actually machining them and creating the product now. Awesome, man. So uh, are those better for the the full auto? The they weigh in at the same weight as an H2 and an H3, um, with a little few changes that we've made to the actual uh, design of the buffer um, that aids in some other things that we've seen over testing. And basically, you would go to a heavy buffer; it reduces your rate of recoil and or rate of fire in a full auto gun. In a semi-auto gun, it's going to reduce your felt recoil. Um, it's yeah. substantially like night and day between one and the other. Um, and we're the first company to be able to offer a fully tuned buffer. You tell us what you want it to weigh and we'll make it exactly the way you want it. Cool. So you'd be making those for, uh, 15s and 10s, right? Yeah. Uh, weight wise, they'll work in a 10. They're a carbine size right now. Our next design will be one that uses a full length rifle buffer. Um, we're in talks with uh, Jesse Tischauer, uh, one of the three gun shooters, to run our products. Uh, he's going to be running one of our brakes in our in our gun lube, um, and then we're going to work on a specific special buffer for him. Uh, well, you know, I told you that we sponsor a three gunner now, Casey Griggs. Yeah. He's a, he's a new up and coming guy, so uh, maybe that's something we could uh, work out with him too. Definitely, yeah. Keep keep us in mind. We'll be glad to send you guys some products to to shoot and run run through some of your tests. Okay. Uh, now you're also known for your your brakes, right? You guys are pretty well known for your brakes. You make some awesome brakes. Yeah, we we have three brakes that we make right now, um, and we have a few. Though we actually have a few more coming out as well. Our Delta brake was the first one we came out with. Uh, it was just your average, reasonable priced brake was the goal for it, and we hit that mark. It does a good job at reducing recoil. Sits right at forty five dollars. Um, then we came out with our corkscrew, which is sixty bucks, and it is obnoxious um actually one of uh, testing back to back it's one of the best flash hiders on the market 
but it's also looks like a meat tenderizer and a uh, little plug. You can watch a YouTube video on how to tenderize your meat on, our, on the all-star tactical YouTube with the corkscrew. Uh, <laughs> and then we last earlier this year, we came out with the Hexcon one, which was designed exactly for three gunners. And that turns out to be one of the best re recoil reducer and keeping your gun flat that we've ever seen. We keep it on our full auto guns and let people shoot it. And that's probably the, been the best seller for us. You get somebody who gets it in their hands and they shoot a full auto gun with this brake on it. And they're like, this is amazing. And so they end up wanting one of their brakes for theirs. Is that that longer one? Yep. That's, that's three and it's 2.995 just under the US PSA limit. And it's about three ounces in weight. Uh, it's pretty light made out of stainless steel. Um, basically yeah. all the new products we're coming out uh, with are 308 versions of what we currently have. Okay. Yeah. I saw that on your website. I, I really like the look of it. Thank you. That's very cool. I don't know if you could talk about this or not, but we were talking about, you, you know, you just got a contract with the local law enforcement there and you're doing some SBRs, uh, yep. for them. Is that something you can talk about? Sure. Yeah. They, uh, we've been working with them. I've been friends with them for a while. We donated a complete rifle to their SWAT competition. Um, and from there we just, they started coming in and hanging out more and more. Um, and when they were ready to, uh, replace some of their stuff, we took some, some parts in on trade-in and built them new SBRs. And we're just in process of waiting for ATF approval right now to transfer them over. We expect them to work good. And actually, uh, um, they invited me to come out to the SWAT school um, that they're holding in September uh, so that I can be there while, while they're going to use it, the new SBRs we built for them, you know, not only if anything goes wrong, but to help out with some of that. And Well, hell yeah, um, it makes sense that you'd be there. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be kind of cool to actually get to be there for it. And the other cool thing is that I'll be certifying their armorers to work on ARs, which um, I think is awesome. You know, very, very humbling thing to be asked. You know, I think that's very cool. Oh, hell yeah. And it just, just shows the level of your expertise there. That's awesome. Very excited for you on that one, brother. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Now, do you do you make barrels also? No, we get them made. Um, it's just making them in-house is not something we ever wanted to get into. Uh, we source barrels that we like. We've sent specs to certain barrel companies and had them turned specifically for what we want. Uh, we do a lot of aftermarket work uh, on barrels. People send them to us to be rethreaded, to be shortened, to be fixed, you know, to be fluted. We do all the fluting in-house. Um, but, but other than that, you know, I'll let the barrel guys stick to doing what they do best. Do you do any uh, special coatings or anything like that? Uh, I have a local guy, Andy, that I just brought on um, as our general manager actually does Cerakote in-house for us. Um, but we also do uh, send out for certain special Cerakotes. Um, as far as metal coatings, we offer, we have a couple of stuff. We were going to offer titanium nitride bolts, but most of our barrels and bolts are just standard salt bath nitrocarburized. Let's take that and let's lead into our, our facts to fight the myth. Cause I want to ask you some questions related to that. Sure. So, so Zeke introduce us to our facts to fight the myth this week. SBI is proud to present the talking lead facts, facts to fight the, the myth. myth. All right, Squatch, thanks for the intro. And our guest this week, Mike Centola with All-Star Tactical, kind of on the topic that we were talking about there, uh, has a fact to fight the myth for us. Yeah, so a good fact uh, and sort of, I don't know if it's really a myth, but uh, a good fact for people in the AR world to know is the 
the appearance of barrels now that are nitride coated, which is salt bath nitro carburizing. And um, with chrome lined barrels, you see the, t- the typical mill spec would be phosphate coated on the outside, chrome lined on the inside. And the downside is chrome, uh, chrome lining under a microscope is actually full of up and down pits and everything. So your absolute best accurate guns that you see are people that just create have like a stainless barrel, um, no coatings at all. Those are going to be your best shooting, and then they're not going. They just necessarily won't last this long. They will wear out. So, what was the purpose of the of the chrome lining? Was it that to extend the life of the barrel? Yes, exactly. So, chrome is much much harder. You know, this chrome is is such a hard surface that it um, it's not going to wear out as fast. So, a cold hammer forged barrel that has been chrome lined should you should get twenty thousand rounds out of it. Right. But as far as accuracy goes, I mean, you're really not talking about that much difference in in, lo- in loss of accuracy when you when you chrome line one. I mean, chrome line barrels are still shooting sub MOA, right? A lot of yeah, them. chrome line barrels are still going to shoot well, um, and that's now why we're seeing this uh, appearance of nitriding or salt bath nitrocarburizing. Mm-hmm. And you see that because the coating goes on so thin, um, and it's actually harder than chrome. So the barrels are seeing the same amount of life, but seeing better accuracy. Gotcha. So the, the salt bath nitride, is that what that's called? Yeah, salt bath nitrocarburizing is actually the technical term. Um, or it's also, it's also called melanite or uh, oh. nitride. coated. Gotcha. Um, they're really the same thing. The processes are all the same. And, uh, you know, most metal shops are now offering it. What what kind of price difference are we talking about there? Uh, not much actually, and it, uh, you know, to be honest, chrome is applied line of sight, and, and so it can be hard to where it goes on. The process for nitride it basically does everything inside and out all at once. So the barrels I've seen that are nitride coated are actually cheaper than chrome phosphate, and so that ends up being pretty good. Uh, really your most expensive barrels for ARs right now are like your stainless, your long, your, your, your weird chambers like 223 wild and your specialty stuff. Right. Now companies like, uh, Anderson manufacturing, they have this coating that they put on their, their guns, their products. Of course they, they say you don't ever have to lube them. Is that, what's that? What are we getting into like, with uh, that? Like nickel boron? Are you familiar with Anderson Manufacturing? Uh, I know of them. I'm not familiar with the coding you're talking about. Okay. I don't, it's some proprietary, I guess, in-house thing that they have, but they know they put it on, I guess they put it on like their complete rifles. They'll go through that process and they'll chemical them up with this stuff. Um, but it right. just, they, they say after they do that, then they don't ever have, you don't ever have to clean them. Or I'm not, I'm not not clean them. You don't ever have to uh, lube them. They don't. They actually say don't lube them. Don't ever put any lube on them. And to clean, you just use um, dish water soap and a and a brush to clean. Oh, that's interesting. I uh, I'm not familiar with it. I'll have to do some research on it. Um, it seems like it'd be a pretty cool coating if that's if that's true. Um, and you know that's great uh, for most people. You know. Maintaining your gun, 
is the proper thing to do. Uh, most people, I guess, quote unquote, over maintain. Um, yeah. But a lot, of, a lot of people uh, just do it the way they've been taught. So we've put out uh, at least a couple of videos on proper maintenance. And we do a bunch of classes and seminars on it. Cool. Now, is that through All Star Tactical? Oh, yeah, that's through all the All Star stuff. Okay. So you've got a separate YouTube channel for your All Star versus your Crash and Burn, correct? Correct. Yeah, All Star has its own YouTube channel. Okay. Other than the buffer tube, I know you got that, and and those are available now. Is that correct? The new heavy buffer. The new buffer is just up for essentially pre-sale. I hate doing pre-sales, but uh, we're about three weeks out on production on those. Okay. Cool. I want one of those. By the way. Absolutely. Um. Do you have anything else kind of in the works that you can talk about? Anything new up and coming that we can look forward to um, from well, All Star Tactical? Last year, uh, not this past year, but the year before, we announced our carbon fiber handguard. And uh, so we're now moving forward with finishing the barrel nut for that. So that's going to be a product. I've actually I got it sitting right here on my desk. Uh, Sweet. And uh, you can see it. I'm, I'll probably talk about it on tomorrow night's Crash and Burn show. Um, that's sick, man. I love that. I wish I wish, I wish, our guys could see that. So um, you're going to have Crash and Burn tomorrow. I won't release this until Sunday, so okay. I won't be able to tell them to, to watch it. But, uh, Don't worry. We may do some, we'll do some pictures and stuff once I get the actual barrel on that prototype. Okay. Hold that up again. I want to see it. What is, what is that? It's uh, filament-wound carbon fiber. Yeah, and actually, we, oh my we, our one of our prototypes is on Rob Pincus's rifle that is sub five pounds. So thanks to Zeke and the Snore Desert Institute for sponsoring the Fact to Fight the Myth this week. SDI's 32 semester credit hour certificate program in gunsmithing and 60 credit hour associate of science and firearms technology degree program can work hand in hand and are the most complete training programs of their kind. SDI strives to give you the best quantity and quality of professional gunsmithing information and tools. These programs are perfect for students interested in careers in the firearms industry or for those who are interested in owning their own gunsmithing business. Our programs are delivered via distance learning, which allows our students to maintain full-time jobs, families, military service, and more while working towards their degree or certificate. The Sonoran Desert Institute mission is adding value to our students' lives by providing innovative, relevant, and applicable workplace-driven education through distance-delivered instructions. Visit them at sdi.edu. So you've got another project now, Mike, that you guys have started over there at All Star, and I don't know if, if it's All Star, but it's you and your wife, and that's pretty much All Star Tactical, right? I mean, you guys are the <laughs> the owners. Uh, yeah. You started uh, a new project, uh, and it's called it's a show you do on Google Hangouts called Crash and Burn. That's right, and I've had the privilege to join in on a couple of those and uh, they're, they're pretty entertaining. So kind of tell us about how that got started and what that, uh, what the format of that show is all about. So I've been, I've been the guest on a couple of shows, um, that are Google Hangouts based and, uh, we love the idea of a podcast about, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I, did, I wanted to do a live radio show and uh on, online radio show and when i i was partners in front site post for a while um 
So we had FSP live. So I bought all this equipment to do a radio show. And I was, when that dissolved, um, I just had all of it sitting here and I was like, Oh, why don't we revisit trying to do this? Google Hangouts seems to be a bigger thing now. So we decided to do that. And one, the biggest thing about the show we wanted to do is not make it just for firearms people. Um, there's plenty of, plenty of those in the market. There's you guys, you know, I'm friends with the We Like Shooting guys, and I, I just didn't want to step on anybody's toes. So the goal of the show was to be more than that. And that's really why we do news, we do tech. And I, it's it's almost like, and I guess Erica says it best, it's, it's really about what is Mike Santola into this week? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so a lot of it, it can be geeky stuff about computers. Uh, we, we do guns, we do politics. We do a lot with like whiskeys and bourbons. Um, so sort of like that, just a show you could put on in the background on Thursday nights or uh, watch the next day and something you could just have on in the background um, be all kinds of stuff. You know, I wanted it to cover a wide variety of topics. Oh, I listened to it, your last episode and you guys were getting into, you were talking about some tech stuff. So I'm a, a techie, geeky kind of guy myself and I really enjoy talking about that and oh by the way i do like bourbon too so <laughs> so it's a perfect fit for me I, I really enjoyed it um the other guy that you have on you've got another guy on with you what what is his name uh andy is the other guy and erica are, are the two the three of us are the the hosts okay and how, how are you affiliated with andy uh andy is a local friend of mine he is the same firefighter who is now helping out with all-star Oh, okay. um, he's the the guy's going to be putting out your explosive fires. Exactly, and uh, he's also munitions now. Yep, <laughs> and <laughs> but uh, yeah, we Andy's been a, good, a local friend of ours, local you know shooter. Um, he's helped write some articles for my uh, my blog for Inked Up Gunfighter, and uh, so we wanted to start this, and uh, we all just brainstormed it one day. Um, Erica really wanted to jump in and being program manager, so. She really helps out, and she's she really keeps the show together because it really is a show about my ADD, and uh, she <laughs> was focused kind of on topic. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we would be able to do the show without her really keeping us in line. You're in your, would you say your eleventh episode? Yeah, I think uh, if I can check, our next show is tomorrow night at nine fifteen. We do them all at nine fifteen p.m. Um, Easter and okay. the uh, the next show is going to be yep episode eleven will be tomorrow. Okay, and when you say tomorrow, that is Thursday. So you do them on Thursdays at nine o'clock Eastern. Thursdays at nine o'clock, nine fifteen Eastern, and it runs for about an hour and a half. Okay, so every Thursday you do these one a week, one a week every Thursday at nine fifteen. Yep. Okay, and people can just go to um, what? How do they? Become they part of it. Go on YouTube and search Crash and Burn or find us on Facebook. We're always posting the links. Uh, we do try to be as interactive as possible, even though it's it's the three of us on the show plus a guest usually. And uh, we interview the guest, and but then we try and take comments off YouTube. We take question and answers through Google Hangouts, but we, we wanted it to be interactive. We wanted, you know, to have an audience. I, yeah, it's almost like I wanted it to be more like your traditional radio show that people listen to. Um, yeah, but as a lyric geared towards uh, gun guys who do more than just guns, you know. Right. Yeah. All right. So you guys can check out 
Mike, Erica, and Andy crash and burn Thursday nights, 9.15 Eastern on Google Hangouts. So now it's time for our trivia. And last week we had the student of the gun, Paul and Jared Markle on. And the question was related to one of their videos that they had. And at the end of that video, you were supposed to tell us what Paul said, I guess, to the victim that was in the, in the car. So the answer was, what happened? You drink too much Red Bull? And again, this week we had a lot of people send in the right answer. And based on our new rules, I am taking everybody who came with the correct answer. Uh, and oh, by the way, you also had to go like their Facebook page and you had to subscribe to their YouTube channel. And we did verify that. And this week's winner is Jeremy McClung. So, Jeremy, congratulations, buddy. You are the winner of the autographed copy of Faith and the Patriot by Paul G. Markle. Get in touch with me, give me your contact info, and we'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. So this week's trivia question, obviously, is going to be related to some project or something that Mike Centola has going on. And I think we decided on uh, one of your videos that's related to your new show. So we have on the Crash and Burn YouTube page a video called Trick Loading Your Shotgun. It's an awesome video that I show you guys how to accurately trick load your <laughs> Mossberg 500 shotgun. Uh, and the trivia for this week is you need to tell these guys how many times did I attempt to do this. Okay, so there it is, Leadheads. So you go to Crash and Burn's YouTube site, which is just Crash and Burn, right? Yeah, Crash and Burn. The, the letter, letter N. N. Okay, Crash in Burn. And check out the video where Mike is trying to trick load his Mossberg. So we want to know how many attempts did uh, he try to do the uh, the little trick load there. Uh, it's a hilarious video, so <laughs> you, you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, and the winner is going to walk away with, tell them, Don Pardo. The winner is going to win some sweet Crash and Burn stickers, some of our Gun Lube Snake Oil Prime from All-Star, an all-star tactical t-shirt and we'll probably find some other cool stuff to throw in there too. Maybe, maybe a muzzle. Awesome. Break. Ooh, a muzzle break. There you go. Leadheads. So I want to see a lot of participation in this week's trivia uh, question. And as always, you have to go to their Facebook page and you have to go to their YouTube channel. You have to like their Facebook page, subscribe to their YouTube channel. And we do verify that. But it's going to be well worth it. You guys are going to love the Crash and Burn videos. You're going to love their their new show. It's it's a very good. It's very entertaining. It's like you said. It's just kind of kick back, relaxed, and it's pretty much what most gun guys like to talk about: uh, whiskey and tech and guns. So you guys will like it. All right. So very cool. I may I may enter that uh, trivia contest myself. I want one of those muzzle breaks. All-Star Tactical, you guys do a lot more than just um, some gunsmithing and, and machining. 
you've got some other things that you do as well, right? Yeah, we offer um, some training classes. We host a lot of training um, because I, you know, I'm never the type of guy that can do everything. Um, and I have a lot of friends that train in the industry. So we host a lot of the big names out there, uh, like Chris Fry and, uh, William April. And we host a lot of, a lot of people that, um, we believe is good training, but yeah, we, we offer a one day carbine class and also a two day certified armors course. Um, so coming up, we've got our armors or our carbine course in September. And we got our certified armors course is going to be in October. Okay. And they can go to All Star Tactical and, and check out yep. that schedule. Hit training and events and see our schedule for all the stuff we host or we do. How do they register for one of those? Um, they could just shoot us an email right now. Uh, registration should work on the website. We're going to, ha- it'll just be like a product you can buy off the website. Okay. So you said like a shopping cart kind of thing? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And are your classes in New York, or do you travel around for those? Uh, I'll travel if somebody wants to host me. Um, but right now, these two are both uh, in New York around our headquarters here. But I've had I've I've taught the carving class in Arizona, um, and I've had people ask about hosting my armors course other places as well. Very cool. All right, Leadhead, so we've come to the end of another show. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I know I have really enjoyed having Mike on. Uh, Mike and I have seen each other uh, throughout the years at different events, but we've never really had a chance to, to sit down and, and find out you know, more about Mike. So I really enjoyed getting to know you better, Mike. I appreciate that. I did forget one question, though. Um, I added a new one to our list that we ask our new guests. Uh, and it would be, if you could spend the day at the range with anyone, and it could be f- fictional, real, dead, alive, and it could be a group of people, who would you choose to spend your day with? Hmm. I had a chance to be out at the range with a lot of good people. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'd probably pick somebody like that I wouldn't, think would be out there shooting somebody like jason statham or you know some movie star who maybe i could take out and go shooting with and get their opinions on you know some action star and find out if they're really into guns or what what their what their real story is what their motivation is for doing the movies that they do exactly yeah that would be interesting maybe maybe you could uh, get the whole cast of the expendables out on the range with you that would be cool <laughs> very cool yeah I've I think about this because I ask it to everybody and I come up with somebody new somebody different every time that I would like to spend the the day at the range with yeah. but uh, you know I can change my answer because I'm the host so <laughs> well Mike man I really appreciate you being on the show tell everybody again how they can get in touch with not only you, but your companies, your new show. I mean, you've got a lot of different things going on. How can people sure. reach out to you? Uh, one of the best ways is uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, my standard social media is at Mike Centola, C-E-N-T-O-L-A. Um, you can hit me on Twitter or Instagram is a good way to get a hold of me. Um, you'll be able to find me on Facebook. Uh, I have a page called Inked Up Gunfighter. Um, and inkedupgunfighter.com is, is just my general blog, so you can contact me off there as well. 
for any all-star tactical stuff go ahead and hit up the website um, you can email us off there um, or give us a call um, if you're looking to do a build go ahead and email us um, and crash and burn follow our facebook page and our youtube page and uh you know be active on the show send us your questions yeah and they they do interact with their audience uh, so you could be listening if you got a question then they've got the little chat thing on the google hangout that you can send a question and uh, they're real good about uh, getting everybody in on those so check them out and a big thanks to our sponsors at ICE Training, icetraining.us. ICE stands for Integrity, Consistency, and Efficiency, the hallmarks of the programs, courses, and services provided by the company. ICE Training is a full-service company offering training to armed professionals and those interested in self-defense. ICE is owned and operated by Rob Pincus, the developer of the Combat Focus Shooting Program and the Professional Defense Video DVD series. ICE offers training in firearms, tactics, and unarmed defense, as well as consulting services for range operations, instructor development, and training program management. ICETraining.us And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) And listen to Crash and Burn.